This is Sarah Westcott. And this is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. I don't know if you know this, but I did a little funny thing with my like hands while I said it. Yeah, I yeah. was like, and this is To Be Read. <laughs> <laughs> is it because you feel really strange with nothing uh, in front of you right now? I don't have a single goddamn thing in front of me except a drink and my phone and an empty space. Like, it feels a little weird. I usually have stuff in front of me. I don't know. It's odd. We'll see how this goes. But I have a lot of stuff in front of me. I feel very proper, like, with my hands right here. You're sitting very like, erect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a word. All right. It's a straight up and down one. Oh, my God. It's it's a little hot in the closet today. I'm not going to lie to you. Are you feeling that? Yep. I'm sorry gonna... about that. I mean, we had the... we've had. Because we've had, like, such a stretch of, like, nice weather, yeah. we haven't had the air conditioning yep. on, and just the windows open and stuff, and it got a little warm last night. But sticky. I, it wasn't it even was hot. Sticky. It was definitely very humid, like, yes. sticky, like, that. And then John was, like, he texted me this afternoon, he was, like, I turned the fucking air on. Like, it's so humid in the house. It was, like, it felt like it was going to rain inside. So I'm, like, okay, no no worries, whatever. But we'll open them again tonight. It's supposed to drop down to, like, I think, like, mid-50s tonight. So, so you're telling me you don't have an air conditioning vent in your closet. I do not believe so. I mean, it doesn't feel like that for sure. <laughs> Is that a feature of the new house? Uh, I don't know, actually. I kind of hope so, because the the closet in the new house is a little bit bigger. It's slightly bigger. Which would make sense. It's only going to house my clothes, which I'm so excited for. Where are John's going? John has uh, uh, a regular closet. So, like, our bedroom, you walk into it, and to the left-hand side, there's, like, kind of like a little hall. And you go into it, and my closet is the walk-in closet on the left-hand side, and John's is just the regular closet on the right-hand side. I mean, he doesn't... That's all yeah, John has. Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. the rest is all me. I mean, that's essentially what mine and Luke's closet is. Yeah. Not the, as, to that extent, but yeah. he's got the little small corner side, and I've got the whole big giant line. Long yeah. side. I mean, we're going to... And, and not to mention, like, it'll give me more space that we, we might not even need to have a dresser or anything, you know? Yeah. Like, so it might give us a whole new thing that we can do with the room and just not put, have... it, put in that swing yeah. yeah oh yeah put in that sex <laughs> swing we've always wanted yeah um yeah no thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a concern yeah um so happy been katie good yeah good. i uh i can't remember how long it's been it hasn't been that long like a week and a couple days what day did we I do think last so. time sunday um it was a friday because i remember listening and and we were Yes. Drinking and whatever. And it was like, it was yeah. Friday. We can yeah, wait yeah, yeah, drink. Yeah. Let's so it's do been it. a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And we were supposed to do it on Sunday, but both of us felt shitty. Yeah. I got my second COVID booster on. So I've, I've now had four COVID shots in my in my lifetime. Um, and it fucking knocked me out again. Yeah. It knocked me on my did, ass again. Now, did your booster, the, the first booster that you had, did that affect you? Because I know that the original sh- first shot did, right? The first and the first, not the first shot, but the second shot. So the 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 end series. You know what Are I mean? Are you sure it wasn't the first one? No, the second one destroyed John and I. Like, okay. absolutely destroyed us. And why um, was that? <laughs> 
I asked because we got it on the same day and I had no effects from the same place. Yes. So you were supposed to do this with us. Sure was, but I had children with me. Yes. So after we got the COVID shot, the second one, this was back in April of 2021. Yep. Right. Um, we got the second shot and we were just like, fuck this. We're going out. Like it's been a long time. Like we're, we just got, we're going to celebrate the fact that we got COVID shots. We went to breakfast, had cocktails at breakfast. We went to lunch, had several drinks at lunch, (laughs) came home, had some more drinks, had some edibles and then, and then died. (laughs) And then at nine o'clock at night, both of us were just like, I can't get warm. Can you get warm? And we're just shaking, whatever. And like, neither of us slept. It was brutal. And then, like, all day the next day, I think was a sa- I think it was a Saturday. I think we got them on a Friday, right? Um, and we just kind of, actually, all weekend, I think we were fucking down for the count. The third shot, I don't remember that it being like that. Mm. I really do not remember it hitting me that hard. The only thing was that my arm was super sore, sore yeah. for, like, a week afterwards. And actually, it's still kind of sore to the touch. But um, I was totally fine all of Saturday. I went and stopped at a... Um, uh, a little farmer's market had a couple beers. Um, Ford Orange was pouring, so I just sat and h- hung out with my sister. And um, I came home. I took a nap in the middle of the day because I was super tired. And by five o'clock, I woke up. I hung out with John and, and our friend Brad. And I think we were in bed probably by like midnight that night. And that's when I was like, I started shivering, and I was like, Oh shit, it's coming again. <laughs> so I didn't sleep at all that night, and. Um, uh, the next day, I just woke up with a headache, and I was mostly better. I was okay. And I don't know. I've had, like, a little bit of a lingering headache and whatever, but and not sleeping super great. But other than that, I guess I'd rather that for a day or so yeah. than actually, than actually get COVID yeah. and yeah. get it badly. So um, it is what it is. Yes. But, yeah. That yeah. and our... The concept of our cocktail just sounded so delicious and delightful to both of us at that point. Yes. Oh, my God. So yeah. Here so we are I, on Tuesday. Yes. Well, <laughs> I texted you and I was like, Katie, I don't think I can drink today. Like, <laughs> I could record, but I don't think I could do the cocktail part. <laughs> yeah. And it worked out because you weren't feeling so hot either. So, no, yeah. that was weird. I didn't feel very good like Saturday afternoon. I usually, I mean, Friday, I'll usually have just like a couple beers, but I usually fall asleep yeah. pretty quick on Friday because I'm exhausted from the week. And then Saturday is usually my day to shine and, like, do shit around the house and accomplish stuff and yeah. then do whatever the kids need done. So Eric had um, a doubleheader baseball game. It was the first game that he's ever caught in, Aww. which was freaking adorable. So he yeah. said he wanted to catch on the way there. And we're like, um, you don't have a cup. So we're not going to do that. And then it got to be the point in time where the kids were trying to figure out who, what they were going to do. And Eric's like, I can catch. And all of a sudden, he's out there, and I'm like, we, what happened? Apparently, none of the kids at the team, because they're six, had any cups. So, gotcha. And Luke was just like, fuck it. Nobody's yeah. throwing balls that fast and at this point. So, okay. It, if it hits him, it's probably not going to hurt as badly as it could. That's right. for sure. Right. Yeah. And he had, like, the chest thing on that went down. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't... Whatever. I don't care. And it was freaking adorable, because he it's his first time ever. So, he's literally just holding his glove where it's supposed to be, and then just, like, watching the ball go next to him. <laughs> also kid pitch which he also yes. did oh fun. which was super cute but anyways it was really freaking hot and i was loving it but then i got home saturday and it was just like i don't even really want like any beers i don't want a glass of wine i think we wow. had i don't know we had a bottle of champagne on one of the days because luke had a meeting about work on friday so i guess maybe that was friday anyways 
but Saturday night I just did not feel good and I just I don't didn't stay up late and went to bed and then all night long I just kept waking up and I'm going to the bathroom and I was like this is not comfortable in any yeah. way shape or form and I woke up and I was thinking about it I'm like nope definitely don't want to drink that cocktail yep, yep. and is... we were gonna and we were gonna get together Early. early. We are going to do it so, at 10 in the morning. Yeah. So that... And normally I would be all about that. I'm like, hey, breakfast mimosas yeah. or breakfast drinks. That yeah. sounds great to yep. me. But Just not this past Sunday. That day was not was not feeling it. Come to find out, both of my kids started feeling like crap on Sunday. They both had a doubleheader of softball or soccer. So we had doubleheader and then we had doubleheader and doubleheader. So yeah. There was a lot of freaking sports this weekend. Um, And they both sounded like it rained all day on Sunday afternoon at the Avrams that we were at and it, they ended up both coming home and being like <coughs> <laughs> so we had to te- we tested both of them yesterday morning Nothing. neither one of them was positive for covid and they both like once they were upright and not laying in bed it's out that's always it all yeah. night sunday night i must have gotten up between six and seven times eight times i have no idea it was like every hour hour and a half for eric to just be like sit up blow yeah. your nose have yeah. a sip of water sit higher on the pillows <laughs> it's one of those things kind of just elevate your yeah. body a little yeah, bit yeah, and it yeah. won't be as bad he was just laying there coughing 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 and i couldn't sleep because i just hearing him coughing mm-hmm. and then it got to be the point in time that like 6 20 in the morning after my alarm had gone off and i was still laying in bed he's just like mommy and i was like what bud he's like it's time to blow my nose again I'm like you just fucking blow your nose then go ahead just you can do it, do it. yes yes <laughs> but he they were okay they went to school they're still like meh i'm just kind of like meh yeah yeah that's what sucks about like i mean it's also just being back at school Absolutely. like they're back into a routine they're, yeah, gonna they're get inside germs. with 20 kids exactly germs are gonna happen there they like, are yeah the cold and the cold germ especially it's like this. we get sick every september though like i'm really? always i feel like i'm always right about to fight stuff for my birthday i'm mm. always kind of sick or getting over it or one of the two so well that's not fun <laughs> that's not fun nah, whatever um so are you reading anything that's not podcast or book club related at the moment? Or uh, I was going to say I'm reading The Witcher, but that's also podcast, podcast related. related. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have not. No. I have like all these books that I just stare at. Um, I went to my aunt's house last week because I um, wanted to talk to my parents and they ended up being at my aunt's house, which made the conversation not happen. Um, <laughs> but she is my favorite aunt that reads a lot. Gotcha. I have two aunts that read a lot. She is one of the ones that I've always had discussions with because she reads the same kind of books that I read. My other aunt that reads a lot, I adore. She gives me books. Gotcha. Not the ones that she reads, though. She reads a lot of stuff that I don't read. However, I was at Aunt Nancy's house and I was going through my list of podcast books. I'm like, have you read this? Have you read this? Have you read this? And she's like, no, I haven't. I, haven't. I was like, you need to read all of these, which yes. is why I asked you for that picture of it. Um and then we got to Verity, and I, she's like, "Yes, have you read oh, Colleen Hoover?" And yeah. I was just like, "No, it's the first one." She's like, and she gave me, "It all ends this this I don't know." She gave me the yeah, end before yeah. it. I know what you're talking about. I, it I know all ends seen with it. us. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So she gave us. me that. So I have that one staring at me. I haven't gotten the book club book yet, so I have that on my mind. I have your saga number two that I stare at. And I just, <laughs> for whatever reason. It's hard. It's hard. How about you? I'm like I'm fine. I'm, I'm luckily finding plenty of time to read. It's just that I do sometimes feel the like feel the dread of oh my can god, I, I read start, this and this yes. and this and this. Yeah. And can I start this book that has nothing to do with this? Can I finish it in time, or will I end up having to 
pylons in it. Yes, yeah. And I actually did end up reading a book in between called My Husband's Wife, um, which um, is like mystery thriller, murder mystery type thing. And that I think it's Janet Corey, I think is the name of the author. And I went back and forth between like on Goodreads. I'm always like three three or four stars, like five stars is really hard to come by in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. like I'm like three or four stars, three or four stars. I think I ended up giving it four. I can't remember Um, just because I mean. You enjoyed it. You read I enjoyed the whole it. Thing. It kept my interest. I was yeah. curious about what the hell was going on the entire time. So, um, obviously, I must have enjoyed it that much, you know. Um, so, I think that's the only book that I finished since you and I have talked, other than our podcast books. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we might as well go into talk about the new, the next book, right? Go to our prologue or what? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Do we, we need to, to pause, though? We do need to pause because we, we have to... Sorry, I thought you meant, like, we're going to talk about, like, the next book. I'm like, wait, I don't... No. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. But we do have to take a pause because we don't have our cocktails yet. Nope. But we have to go make them really and there's quickly. such a great story with them. Yes. I'm so excited about I'm so, that. I am, too. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll be right back. The prologue. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we made our drink. We made our cocktail. We'll explain um, all of that. We'll explain it later. We also did take a shot. We're going to explain all of it. All right. Sorry. Katie's like, <laughs> no, don't talk about it yet. Okay. Don't um, talk about Fight Club. So, Katie, for uh, this week, we read The Reading List by Sarah Nisha Adams. Um, I have very few facts about it because um, there just really wasn't that much, you know, to to find. Yeah. Um, she did have, like, a little bit of a... Um, uh, interview in the back of the book, so I, I mostly got the fact from there. Um, so this was published on July twenty second, twenty twenty one, um, and really the only fact that I found interesting about the book in general was that it was inspired by h- her uh, relationship with her grandfather, which is um, uh, whom she found a connection with through books, much like uh, Mukesh and Priya do in in the book itself. Okay, and that's it. So why don't you give us our reader rundown? All right. Widower Mukesh lives a quiet life in West London where he shops every Wednesday, goes to Temple, and worries about his granddaughter Priya, who hides in her room all day reading. Leisha is a bright but anxious teenager working at the local library when she discovers a forgotten slip of paper in the back of To Kill a Mockingbird. It contains a list of novels she'd never heard of before. Intrigued, she decides to read every book on the list. As each story gives up its magic, the books transport Alicia away from the painful realities she's facing at home. When Mukesh arrives at the library, desperate, desperate, to forge a connection with his bookworm granddaughter, Alicia wonders if the books might be a lifeline for him, too. As the reading list begins to circulate in their community, new readers discover how fiction can illuminate so much about joy and sorrow in real life. Um, yeah, so before we obviously jump into how we felt about the book... Um, we will now talk about our cocktail. Talk about our cocktail. Because <laughs> that was as long of a later as we needed. Yes. So typically typically we make our cocktail and then come up here and start chatting. But today we did it a little differently. I'm not really sure why. It's just that I feel like we we felt like this one really needed to be drank, drank immediately. Cold, yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. So, Katie, why don't you uh, okay. explain it? So the way we usually find our cocktails is by looking up, you know, recipe cocktails. Yes. <laughs> I'm really good at Googling. That is, I have said that in job interviews. I'm a good Googler. Um, 
and I did this one and was looking for a reading list cocktail or a library cocktail. And then all of a sudden it hit me that Sarah had given me a book and returned to a book that I had given her. And the one she gave me is called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margarita. Mm-hmm. And they are cocktails with a literary twist. Yep. So they take a whole bunch of books that are famous and they make them into drinks with fun titles. And I was like, okay, so we got a reading list. How many books is on the reading list? One, two, eight. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep. Plus Time Traveler's Wife. I yes. was like, there's got to be one of those books in this book. Yes. So I, nope, not in my book. I went through the list probably five times just to be like, what is this title supposed to be? <laughs> is that on the reading list? No. Um, and then I was like, Sarah, I check your book, the alcoholic book that I gave you, to see if yours has one of them. <laughs> and then literally at the same time, we both went, fucking duh, it's called the To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. And To and Kill a Mockingbird happens to be the, the first, first book, book on, on the, the reading list. Yes. Yeah. So, so we got lucky. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we found one. Go figure. Although yes. it is the only one of all yeah, of the I'm books. I'm super surprised that out of two books. I felt like Kite Runner or Life of Pi. So did I. Would have been in there. I did too. Um, Kite Runner especially. Pride and Prejudice was the other one. And I Little Women. Believe it. I thought Little Women would yeah. have had something as yeah. well. So a whole bunch of them yeah. should have been in there. Yeah. They weren't. Um, so we decided on Tequila Mockingbird, which in the book is a shot. Mm-hmm. It is a tequila shot with pickle juice Pickle in juice it. chaser. It's a pickle juice chaser. So it's tequila and hot sauce in the shot and a pickle juice chaser. Correct. So we decided we were going to do the shot. Sarah said she's going to make it into a drink at the same time. She Googled it. We found a recipe, tequila and pickle juice, and then a dash of hot sauce we were going to put in the shot. We did the shot. We recorded it, so you can see that on our, on TikTok. our TikTok. Guys, we have a TikTok now, and um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of followers on any social nope. media platform, but hoping that BookTok might be the one to, so, to uh, make us to deliver it. So we do have a TikTok. Go and find us. It should be at To Be Red Pod. I'm pretty sure that's when I made it. Um, I'll look and post about that later. But um, we have a couple of views on videos now and like, you know, hoping, hoping against hope that people will enjoy our, our funny, smiling faces and (laughs) us talking about books. So Um, we did the shot downstairs and then realized that we didn't put the hot sauce in it. So we also are, you know, we're professionals in all shapes and sizes. We are forgetful. So we also (laughs) have the drink up here with us and Put the hot sauce in there. Yes. So let's take a sip. Let's taste this with the hot sauce in Tequila, it. Tequila, pickle juice, and Tequila, hot sauce. Tequila, pickle juice, and hot and sauce. And this is why we didn't want to drink it on Sunday morning. It might have made us feel better, honestly. I oh. like this. I don't taste any hot sauce. Um, I think that... Obviously, I don't think you're really going to taste the hot sauce. You're just going to get that little bit of, like... Extra burn in the back. Extra burn. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's what I Which think. Which could also be the tequila or the pickle juice. So, uh, like, I just want to briefly touch on pickleback shots. I love um, them. I love them, too. Like, I didn't know they existed until my birthday... I don't even remember how long ago it was. Like, at least eight years ago, probably. Seven, eight years ago. Someone was like, let's do let's do a pickleback shot. I'm like, what the fuck's a pickleback shot? Never heard of it. I'm like, well... With most of it, you take like a whiskey. And um, so, and I'm like, that's, I'm out. Nope. I'm out. Nope. They're like, no, trust me, do it. So I, I try, I was like, okay, fine, fine, whatever. Um, so this was my first, I, I gotta say, I was probably like turning 30, 32, maybe 31, 32. Took the shot and then chased it with the pickle, the pickle juice shot. And, it and was like, I was, what the fuck? 
fucking shocked. <laughs> it completely deadens yep. whatever effect yeah. that wi- the whiskey had. Which sounds like it's probably a terrible idea to j- consume in mass quantities because all oh, of a sudden you're going to be real Seriously. Wasted. Seriously. Um, actually, I really like it. And I'm not going to lie to you, Katie. I love pickle juice. Like, I do too. I would legitimately drink pickle juice out of We the are. But I mean, like, yes. <laughs> we just yeah. mix it with tequila. Yeah. And actually, like, I don't know if you know this, but for, like, runners drink pickle juice because um, it helps, like, replenish. It helps fluids, re- okay. electrolytes and, and sodium and stuff replenishes okay. all that stuff. Um, so I used to, like, I would bring little pickle. They come in, like, these little packets and it's just, you shoot them. It's really fun. Pickle juice comes yeah. in packets? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a bartender's thing or is it just specifically, is it for runners potentially? Yeah. For runners. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Um, You don't get the crunch with it though. No, but like, I I love pickles. Don't get me wrong. But um, I feel like I could probably just drink pickle juice as a a drink and like be fucking happy about it. Okay. It might give me an ulcer after a while. I mean, so would everything. Yeah, that's true. I guess everything in moderation, Katie. Everything in moderation. All right. Let's talk about this book. Okay. So let's go to the story. The story. Um, okay, so Katie, I know we probably both had a lot of thoughts about this book. First off, we've discussed some of the books. Can you read me the list of books Absolutely. on the reading list? So, yes. Um, basically, everybody in the story finds this random list, and these are the books that are on it. Um, most of these notes say, just in case you need it, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, Rebecca, the Kite Runner, Life of Pi, Pride and Prejudice, Little Women, Beloved, and A Suitable Boy. Um, so I don't know if you felt this way too, but I have read one book on this list. I read To Kill a Mockingbird and I have multiple times picked up Life of Pi and been like, I want to read this and then put it back down. And then I read Little Women, but I might have been in, like, fourth grade, like, previous okay. age when I okay. had read it. Um, I've I, seen several movies of Little don't Women. don't remember but... it at all because I've never seen – I haven't seen the movies. Okay. Um, I would love to read all of the books on this list minus the last one. That seems like a doorstop. Yes. Yes. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. And, like, honestly, The Kite Runner, like, we'll get – I, I want to kind of go through these – as they go in the book, because there are obviously correlations through the book, which yep. is why each of them like yep. read these ones. Um, I'm I'm the same. I read To Kill a Mockingbird as I believe a high schooler. Um, I believe it was part of an English class, and I loved that book. I loved it. Have not picked it up since. Yeah. So it's Pat's favorite book. Oh, is it really? Yep. I could not tell you. Like, obviously, I know the gist of it. I know about Atticus Finch. I know Tom Robinson is um, accused of. Uh, I can't remember if it's murdering a white woman or just harming a white woman. Or uh, In there, page 45, the the recipe book, it mentions it and goes over it. Okay. Um, Okay. All one-hit wonders should hit so hard. Harper Lee's only novel is the oft-taught tale told by Little Scout Finch uh, watching her Alabama town rally behind a lying drunk's lying daughter who's up and accused in... This is so, this is written so strangely. Who's up and accused an innocent African American man of taking advantage of her? Okay, so uh, yeah. she, so yes, so basically she's accused him of rape. In my, is yeah. what I'm, what I'm getting. Or it could be as simple as Tillman and touching. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I remember obviously reading that as as a student in high school and loving it. I think that was one of those ones that um. I was a f- the fucking nerd who always was like, we're only assigned three chapters. I'm going to read five or six. 
<laughs> so oh, your arm movements while you just said I, that. Yeah, you gotta do the fucking arm movements. I can't, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's the only book on this list that I've read. So I remember reading it and and enjoying the book. I know for a fact I did not get all of the underlying issues that that book addresses. Um, not as a to kid. The full, to the full extent yeah, that not I should have. Um, I would love to go back and read it again. Yes, but same. Agreed. It's also, you know, my books about books, I continuously add books to my to-be-read pile same. when I read um, like Eight Perfect Murders, which we talked about yes. already. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did I, watch you in real time add Rebecca to your list. Your Goodreads yep, list. yeah. Um, and I don't know if you re- re- put any Kite others. Runner, I watched the movie. Are we going to go, like, right now through the whole list or not yet? Well, we could talk about them really quickly okay. if we've read them or, like, whatever. Well, um, I think we just addressed the fact that we haven't read most of them. Right, it. but, like, I, I... So I have read... Um, Rebecca gave me vain, like, uh, hints of verity in, like, this woman is, like, same. a ghost to same. the new woman. And I'm like, ooh! It hit me, like, um, it hit me, like, uh, a mix between Verity and Jane Eyre in a way. Okay, which I've never read either. Okay, okay, because I've read Jane Eyre and I fucking hated that book just because it was, I think that one was one of those ones, like, this is just a little too boring and, and whatever, like, Old for school-y, a high school yeah. re- reader, whatever. Um, so I've never read Pride and Prejudice, but I've read a kind of like a, a retelling of it. It's called um, Eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld. Have you ever read anything by Curtis Sittenfeld? Yes. You Prep? told me. Yep. Yes. I love that book. Yep. I love that book. And Eligible was was a fun read. Okay. It, it was like it was like a more it was a modern retelling of Pride okay. and Prejudice. And, and I think I liked that. So I've never read Pride and Prejudice, but I've seen Bridget Jones's Diary. And that's like basically it's a modern retelling as well. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's it. I mean, I've seen a lot of Little Women movies. Um, I think I had Beloved. I, I somebody must have lent it to me, and I think I had it for years, and then eventually gave it back because I don't have it. I looked at my bookshelf to see if I still have it, and I don't. Um, and then Suitable Boy. I felt like this book it did a really good job of talking about the books and weaving them and the stories from the books into this story. And then it was like To Kill a Mockingbird was like a quarter of a book. And then Rebecca mm-hmm. was like a fifth of the book. Yeah. And then as the list got longer and longer and longer and further down, you got less and less of how it in- yes. involved um, into this story. And A Suitable Boy was just kind of like thrown in at the end. And and I do feel like she definitely described it as a doorstop and a huge book multiple times. And she which did is a very good job. Very intimidating. She did a very good job talking you out of wanting to read that, that book. One, in, specific, in, in, yeah. Like for me specifically, yes. yes. Um, so I just want to briefly touch on the fact that our first narr- so we have several narrators in this book. Um, our first narrator. I guess I guess it's not really a narrator because it's the prologue and the prologue is just called the reading list. So it's not te- technically a narrator, whereas all the other chapters in here have a person's name and yep. we're following them. Which I love that premise of yes. the, the way a book is written like Me that. Me too, yes. But so the first one, we are basically following Aiden, who we come to learn is Alicia, who does happen to be a narrator in the book, her brother. Um, and it was a little odd to me that like to open the book with him and then only see him from then on through Alicia's eyes and we'll get to why later. But um, it's funny, like, obviously that kind of first hit hit me at first because my son's name is Aiden. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fine. I get to read a book with my son's name in it. Um, But uh, I got to tell you, Katie, like, I ended up enjoying this book 
but it took me a long time to actually get into get it. into it and like want to continue reading and even though it didn't take me long to read i did kind of feel like the first 100 pages was a bit of a slog a little bit so i liked the book i told you last time that i started reading it on the plane i had no other option mm-hmm. that's what i had and that's what i was reading <laughs> Um, I think I made it probably like 75 pages in. Um, I did like the fact that it started with Time Traveler's Wife, which is not Mm -hmm. part of the list um, because we have discussed that on the podcast. I was a little disappointed that the reading list is listed out on page four. I wanted to be slightly more surprised as to what books are actually on the reading list. Just, but we get the reading list like 30 times throughout the book. Yeah. Yeah. But I also wanted to have some suspense as to what was on the reading list so i read the list and i was just like shit haven't read very many of them yeah yeah. but okay Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. i do i do like i don't know if we've mentioned this before yet i I, unless that was just to each other i do like how it's broken down into sections sections by by book and the chapters there kind of in some ways correlate only in a way that they're kind of reading these books and they're talking about them with specific people and how they make them, how they're making them feel at that specific time. Yes. You know, but there are parts of it that relate to exactly what's happening in their lives. And then one of the questions in the back with the author is essentially, um, did you create the list first and then build the novel around it? Or did you tailor the list to fit the novel as you were writing? Um, She said, the list itself came to me almost instantly. We had only a germ of an idea for a story. They are all books that I read as a teenager and have stuck with me ever since. As a teen, I would always searching for books that would inspire me or move move, move or inspire me beyond the novels. Uh, actually, I think a few of the titles on the list in the book were recommended to me by an English teacher from their own reading list. I didn't want to read all of this part. When I started including the books in the story, I realized each one needed to play some part in the character's journey journeys so in a way i had to put myself in the character's shoes and work out what would resonate with each of them at a particular point in time and why it was a joy discovering books i've loved through new eyes seeing what the characters loved about the stories and what they didn't like so much which i liked i liked the honesty in that is that i had this reading list and i didn't make the list i didn't make the story fit the list i made the list fit the story but also made the story fit the list right right i think i might have just said the same thing well i can tell you (laughs) i can tell you immediately like i had the same thoughts you did as soon as as soon as i saw okay they're talking about the time traveler's wife and this this old man who's in his 70s i believe um picks up this book because his wife was a big reader and she had passed about two years previously and um, he just kind of randomly found her book lying around. And he's like, oh, she loved this book. I'm going to pick it up and see what she loved about it. And maybe, you know, it'll it'll make me feel closer to her. And if you're a listener of this podcast, you know how much Katie and I cried <laughs> talking about that book. So to, like, see it kind of, like, put into in that way and, like, connect this guy with his, his wife who has passed really like touched me i was like okay like this i can this i can understand and even though i wasn't like super enthralled by makesh as a character in the book i did really like that part of it did you get the feeling that english was not his first language oh definitely yes which i think was clear like clear okay so i i also like the fact that i just said that already about time traveler's wife it's such a weird book to try to understand 
not because the words are hard or big words, but the concept of like the time travel mm-hmm. and trying to understand where Henry is at any given point right. in time and how old Claire is. And I just, I love that he did. Yeah. Because um, it, it was hard for me and English is my first language. So I, I don't know. I adore the fact that he went to the library to try to pick out a book and he ended up with the history of whatever the fuck book he picked up traffic lights or something something stupid and i was just like i just that's somebody just getting frustrated and being like fuck you leave me alone (laughs) i got what i need and and like without giving any i don't want to like spoil the later part of the book just yet but without getting into that part i do love that in the end after he's created this relationship and friendship with this um like young librarian librarian, teenage librarian kid um he remembers how he felt when he read the time traveler's, wa- traveler's wife and it made him feel closer to his wife yeah and he leaves it for her yeah and hopes that she'll read it and yeah. like that was something that touched me and it was one of those things where i was like did she read it did she yeah. read it and like i don't think it mentions that she she does. read parts of it okay. i feel like she read it on her brother's bed you're right i think you're right i think you're absolutely right okay so um i don't know katie how, like it's hard this is it, a hard a one to dive one, yeah. into i think because Again, we're talking about lots of different people at one time. I do have an early thing that I flagged. Okay. And I was smart on this one, and I flagged the top top of the page, and then I flipped up the bottom so that I remembered that it was at the bottom of the page that I wanted to remember to talk about. (laughs) Um, And it's Mukesh talking about remembering his wife reading in in bed, and it says, he remembered evenings, this is page 57. When the children had gone to bed, he'd be reading the newspaper beside Nana... I'm going with that, who was leafing through the pages of her book at breakneck speed. He'd try to engage her in conversation, looking over, waiting for her to realize he was watching her. Mukesh, what are you doing? You know I'm concentrating. She would reprimand, smiling all the same. I just wanted to read something to you from the paper. It's very interesting. Mukesh, I am just getting to the good bit, shh, she would say. She was always just getting to the good bit. Mm-hmm. At first, Mukesh thought the book per- that perhaps books had good bits at every two or three pages, and then he started to wonder whether it was just an excuse. So... I'm sure you have experienced reading a book and having somebody all of a sudden start talking to you. You set it down to have the conversation and then the conversation stops. You pick up the book and then they want to continue the conversation and you put the book back down. 100%. Typically, it's my husband. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) it's my kids. Yeah, no, it's oftentimes it's my husband. Yes, agreed. So there is um, a woman, Mrs. McMillan, and her husband, Mr. McMillan, that. I don't, they, I, I know them through my church that I used to go to way more than I do now. Um, and I s- waited on them at Friendly's. And then when I left Friendly's, they followed me to Fresno's. And then when I left Fresno's, they followed me back to Friendly's. And then they followed me to Applebee's. And like, they just always wanted to come where I was working. Mm-hmm. And I waited on them all the time, and she always had a book with her. And they were an older couple, super, super sweet. Um, he has since passed. She, last I knew, is living at home. Haven't seen or talked to her in a while because I haven't worked in a restaurant in six plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a whole conversation one night about the fact that she would always start reading, 
And as soon as she picked up her book, her husband would start talking to her Mm -hmm. and then she would set it down and then he would stop the conversation and realize that he had interrupted her reading and then she would pick up her book and then he would say, just one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) And we used to joke about it all the time. And I, it just, as soon as I read that, I was like, I live this and I know a lot of people live this. I think what's funny and sad and kind of sad about that too is that like, after he passed, I wonder if she would sit there reading a book and want to be wishing that she was interrupted yep. by her husband one more time. Yeah. You know, like that's something that is. We're just really happy for the quiet. I yeah, know, sure. I mean, one of the two. I mean, you never know. Um, so I think that I didn't really relate to Makesh much until he started um, talking to Priya more, his I granddaughter. Mean, you wouldn't really have much to relate to him. Same of course with me. not. Of course not. But um, I do like to find when I'm reading a story, even if it's about somebody out of my age or, you know, culture or whatever, I try to find something to relate to them Mm -hmm. with. And like, it was a little hard for me at first because I'm like, okay, this is a guy who's he's seems kind of steadfast in his ways. And he's um, he's got these daughters who clearly, you know, are are trying to help him but also kind of like medley and whatever and worried about him but yes. also aren't showing up every day because sure. they don't care that much yes. not that they don't care but right exactly yeah. and then he's got this granddaughter who comes over and the granddaughter is clearly upset that she no longer has her grandmother because they were the ones who shared this love of books <laughs> yes her ba and like they were the ones who shared this love of books together and i i loved that he at some point realized Maybe this is what I should be doing with her. This is how I can connect with her um, if I do the same thing. Because this is what she loves. And I want to be in my granddaughter's life. And it just, like, I don't know. Like, not in the same way. It was... My mother was is a huge reader. And it just reminds me of, like, my relationship, in a sense, with my mom. Where, like, you know, me and her always always talking about books. Did you read this? Did you read this? Well, what did you think of this? What did you think of this? And and, and passing books back and forth. And like, it just reminded me of that. You know, like I love having that kind of connection with somebody and I'm just waiting for the day that either of my kids decide (laughs) that they're going to actually enjoy reading and want to do this. Like, I mean... It, it it's fine. It is what it is. I'll deal with it. But um, I just I just I love books so much, and I love the thing that did get me about this book so much is that um, everybody is connected through these books that they're reading yes. and, and reading them at the same time, and I loved that. Yeah, I loved that. So I wrote that down, and it reminds um, me of me and you in a way because we're doing that for this. Yeah. So <laughs> also in the back of the book is um, reading group guides, which. I feel like those questions, you could write the same questions about almost like every book, but whatever. Um, Even though reading is a solitary activity in this book, it helps bring people together. How does the list affect the larger community where Alicia and Mukesh live? So exactly what you're saying. But I wrote it down specifically because we read books at the same time in order to be able to talk about them. Up until this point in time and the book club, we would read the same books. Not often at the same time. Yes. Uh, it would more likely Corman be... Strike, Corman Strike series might be the only one that yes. is like, we're always right, top exactly. of the list. Um, where we 
can actually talk about them at the same time where they're both fresh in her mind and go, wait, what was that one again? Yeah. Oh, right, right. I remember. Yeah, and I love that about this yeah. because, like, typically it would have been, like, me throwing you a text saying, hey, did you ever read this book? Yeah. Did you read the reading list? No, it's on my list. All right, exactly. let me know when you read it. Let, let me, me think know when you read it so we can yeah. finally talk about it. And then when, when we finally got that there, it would be like, I don't really remember much yeah. about it. But, oh, you know, yeah. Whatever. I didn't read hardly any of those books. I put them all on my list. So, <laughs> Go ahead. Get to them. Yeah. Yeah. All, all two other, like, too many other things on the list. Yeah. But um, there was a line on page 126 that I was like, okay, this is actually really relatable to me. Like, now I feel like I'm a 70-year-old man. Well, yeah, because but- they, they, they have this burgeoning, not, that's not the word I want. Burgeoning? Is that the word I want? Yeah, that's a good Friendship between... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I was going to say blossoming. On page 126, um, Mukesh is talking about... I think he's going back to um, his his Hindu temple that he hasn't been to in in a long time um, since his wife died, basically. I think he just doesn't like to be around people. And um, he's in this crowd of people... What's that? I said, fuck him. I hate most people, Yeah, too. seriously. <laughs> um, and so I just want to read out this this really quickly because I, I all I wrote my note to it is relatable. Um, <laughs> I felt like this hit me so hard because I'm like, this is me like a thousand percent. Um, okay. So in the temple forecourt, he was surrounded by many of the people he usually tried to avoid. Not because he didn't like them. Most of them were perfectly nice people, though a handful of them had rather odd, harsh views about politics, immigration, the National Health Service, and who was deserving of certain privileges privileges, and who was not, which he always felt was rather hypocritical and unhindu of them. But these were the ones who delighted in sharing their thoughts with anyone who would listen. He thought of the people of Maycomb, while others seemed hap- happy to simply boast about their children or even their friends' children. Mukesh felt strongly that unless they were blood relatives in some way, they were absolutely... Uh, there was absolutely no boasting potential. So I just thought like this whole part about unhinding of them yeah. and like, you know, talking about who was more deserving of privileges and talking their views about politics and immigration. I loved that line because I'm like, <laughs> this is clearly yep. written by a woman, a young woman who Lives is left leaning yep. and, you know, whatever. So lives in, you know, today's world where this shit is constant. But I, I wrote next to that. I, I underlined it and I was like, relatable. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, yeah, that was the first thing I flagged and that was all the way in 126. Like, um, I was just reading my next note and it says about Rebecca and I think that I already talked. Okay. So there's one part where he's, I think it's him. Is it him or is it Alicia? It's Alicia. Uh, uh-huh. Once again, she focused her mind lingering on the curator or the list. She pick her, pictured someone fairly young, younger than her mom, but probably younger than her mom. My apologies. Probably, but older than her, judging from the super neat and kind of fancy handwriting, mm-hmm. not like Alicia's bubble handwriting. They could be a student, but she doubted it. All school reading lists were typed out and just handed out to people. This was the one, this was one the person had put together themselves or copied out of a newspaper or off the internet or something. Like off the list that say 20 books to read before you die and your love of lists that I mean mm-hmm. that triggered me to market in the first place. In the case of Rebecca, she wondered if it was, quote, the one book to read before you get married in case you discover his ex-wife is going to haunt you and the housekeeper is going to be a right bitch through your whole marriage and maybe you can't trust your new hubby either, unquote. And yes. I just, it made me laugh out loud. Yeah, that was funny. That was a funny Because that's probably a really good description of how Rebecca would be listed on a list. Yes, abso- absolutely. Absolutely. Especially like a BuzzFeed one yeah. or like something like that. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to like, just because you brought it up really there... I want to just ask you a question, like how, 
how long until you, because it wasn't long for me, like, how long until you figured out who wrote the reading list and left the reading list? Oh, immediately. Yeah, same, same. It was like, yeah, this is clearly Rakesh's wife that left this reading list. But, like, my question about the reading list, I I guess I just don't understand why, why she left it in so many different places. I mean, I, I get it. So I didn't get until almost the end that she was intentionally leaving it in spots for specific people. Like she put it in a book. You're right. For the crime, the crime guy, crime killer yes. Chris or true crime kit Chris or whatever crime reader Chris. And she put it in Indira's shoe box, hoping that Indira was going to be the one that finds it okay. because I think she knew that all of these Those people, people needed it. And she left it in ways that they would hopefully accept the list as opposed to looking at a piece of paper and throwing it out immediately. Gotcha. I think that she also left additional ones, like the one in the grocery store. I don't think that that was intentionally left wherever it was for whoever found that one. Lizzie, maybe, I think? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but the the kid, like, stole a piece of... I don't... Maybe I'm mixing two things. But I feel like there was a piece of paper that was, like, a grocery list and then dropped it and then they picked up the reading list instead. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um... But I did, I did like the fact that she curated this list and that she she left it all over the place for specific people. I don't think she intentionally left. And these were all people that I feel like she had met at the library, at the library seen at or the library. Knew. I mean, Indira, she or knew, knew from specifically, yoga yes. or temple or whatever. Yes. Um, I, I, the concept of leaving. So in the back of the suitable boy, the last book, she leaves a letter for Mukesh. Yes. As opposed to leaving it. I, I just feel like there's too much the, opportunity that somebody could find this. Right. The importance of that list. And yes, she left it in the small library. It wasn't the big civic library right. that all, people are going to all the time. Um, but if it's something that you want him to have gotten, leaving it in the back of a book that's a tome of a book mm-hmm. on the bottom of an eight book reading list for your husband who doesn't read. Right. Not the best way to... Not the best spot to leave it. Yeah. Maybe leave it in the time traveler's wife under your bed by well, accident. If While we're talking about this, it kind of almost makes it seem like maybe, maybe she only left it there in case he decided to work his way through this list. And if she, maybe she had it in her mind, if he decides not to ever pick up these books and read... I guess this letter is just going to sit there for whoever finds it. So maybe it's almost like a it's almost like a treasure hunt in a way. Right. Like I left this specifically for you and at the end of this list you're going to find something special. She doesn't obviously tell him that. Right. It's not known and he's not even the one who finds it. It's Alicia that finds it and gives it to Makesh. But um I don't know. I think it's kind of I think it's a kind of interesting way to just say like maybe my husband will do this and maybe he isn't but i'm going to leave this just in case he does decide right. to do this right um i kind of like that i kind of like that idea i do too but at the same time like i guess i don't know we don't know when in time this is actually supposed to be taking place and and it maybe london doesn't have internet library system but like i request books all the time from the library that come right. from all different same. walks yeah. of libraries yeah, of in this area because yeah. they're all connected so i just feel like it's fraught with the opportunity to get lost, lost or tossed and maybe he would work his way through the whole list and then get to the end and there's no letter there not that he would have be any yeah. wiser and he would have read all the books and he would have felt closer to her anyways but he wouldn't have gotten that hidden gem at the end right um not to mention the fact like i don't know 
how far how how popular in names in that culture Mukesh would be, but right. you don't know that there's not six other Mukeshes that would be right. like, oh, this exactly. must be for me. Yes. Yeah. And obviously, at some point, they would realize that it yeah. wasn't. But no, I, I get what you're saying. It's just I think I think it is a lot of like you know maybe he'll find this and maybe he won't. Maybe at that point, it was just making her feel better to put that, those thoughts on paper. Yeah. And to like hope that he would be that there. he would be there and get it. And but it's and, like one of her last things that she yes. does in life. Yeah. And I just I. For the importance that the letter carried, I feel like she also could have left a copy here and a left a copy there and left yeah. a copy here. Oh, yeah, no, and, like, absolutely. All these other You're places. Right. Right. Um, I guess maybe she, she... Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Maybe she and did. We and just we just know. got the story of the reading list part of it. Yes, exactly. That's possible. Um, so there was another part in, in the book. Um, again, like, this is about loss and, and, and stuff. Um, I mean, this is mainly a book about loss and, like, the people that are connected through through those losses. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and Makesh again goes back to his temple and sees um, his wife's best friend. Um, uh, I think Nalakshi. Nalakshi is her name. And um, she, sometime after Nana, Nana, I don't know how to like say Nana, her, like Nana, Nana. Um, has died, uh, her, Nalakshi's husband and son get in a car accident and they both pass away. And um, he's talking about how, uh, okay, so here's a quote. He's on page 130. Uh, he had felt sad for her, but had never known what to say. When Nana passed away, Nalakshi and, and oh God, her husband's name, Prabhand, had both been a great comfort and support to Makesh. Makesh, Makesh felt ashamed, knowing he had never been as much as a comfort for Nalakshi when she needed it most. Um, that also felt very relatable to me because I, I don't know if you've ha- I mean, we both had loss in our lives mm-hmm. before and like we've both dealt with people in our lives who have lost people. And I I am very much of the of the like, I never know what to say. Correct. I never Correct. know what to say. And I don't I don't think sorry is really the right word. No, and because sorry is not. Sorry for your loss. It It's. It's hard to even describe why it doesn't feel like the right thing to say. I've come to realize that one of the things that I like saying is that I hope you can find peace. Yes. Because you do need to find peace. You need to find peace within yourself. You need to find peace with your family and with all the others that are grieving the same loss. Yeah. It's not a sorry. The exact same way as thoughts and prayers are with you just sounds like lip service as opposed to actually being able to condone what you actually mean. Um, it's also one of those, and I don't think like societal norms is the right way to describe it, but it's one of those things that until you yourself actually go through it, you don't have any way to realize how you should be responding to other people. For instance, I know that the first bridal shower that I went to, the first baby shower that I went to, I didn't do the same things as I did when People did it back to me and I was like, oh, shit, I should have done that. Like, yeah. whatever it is. For in- uh, my work had a baby shower for me. And I was like, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then the first time we had it for somebody else and they said thank you cards, I was like, fuck, I should have sent thank you cards. <laughs> like, how did I not even yeah. think of that? Like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? And until you see that flip side. But then you get to the other side of it, too, where you are doing those things and you're not getting the same reciprocation. Right. And it's like you can't be angry at them for the way that they're responding. Yeah, because they haven't gone through it. So they don't know. 
Um, I was just talking to a neighbor, just sort of related. Um, her brother is getting married. She's not part of the bridal party, but they just had the shower this past weekend. And her and her mom, who's the mother of the groom, helped set up the whole shower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the bridal party at the end of the shower, they all just left. So her and her mom deconstructed the shower. <laughs> and she's like, it's just fine. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, it's one of those things that until you've actually done it, you don't know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And if somebody called them out on it, they probably would have hopped right in. But right until you experience it on the other side, you don't. I don't know. It's tough. Like I mean, I think uh, I think with loss in general, it's just like what I've come to start realizing is like I'm not I'm not going to say sorry anymore because I don't think those are the right words. I think that typically I've started more saying like, listen, I'm thinking of you and your family and. I want you to know I'm here I'm if here. you need anything. Let me know. Let I, me know if I can help you. If you want to talk and have a drink or like yep. do whatever, yep. get get a you night need out. To make a dinner for you. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Um, and I think I think that's probably the easiest way to let people know that you are understanding mm-hmm. and feeling their loss. I mean, you know, some people would some people would just get too too crazy and be like all up in your grill, like Mukesh's girls and daughters like yeah leave getting, me a little too, getting a little too crazy yeah yeah, yeah. um but then in, in like you know halfway through the book he's hanging out a lot with Nalakshi and the, yeah. the daughters find out about it and they're like excuse <gasps> me we are scandalized yeah. <laughs> but anyway he's just um, like fuck off you wanted me to get out and do things here I am right exactly exactly we're just friends we're, we're just, just friends. And and that's okay. the way it's She seems. sits there with headphones on, watches TV, and I read a book. We're good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're and literally it, just sharing space. Yeah. It's just and it's just to feel better. Yeah. And like to and not be alone. And not be alone. It's to feel like less lonely. But and, still be quiet. <laughs> right. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Like I Like, I I love being alone, but I also love being alone in a room with people. Like just like everybody's doing their own separate thing, but we're together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, did I splash you with that? I'm no. sorry if I did. <laughs> oh, whatever. Anyway. Um, let's talk about Alicia's family. Yeah. Let's. I, um, I expected, and I don't remember which order we find out that her mom is basically super depressed. Um, or her dad left. Which order we find out it in? I think we find out about the mom first, and then in that we find out about the dad. Which I think I thought that her dad was dead because of how hard her mom took it. Right. But that's another thing about loss. It's it's not just about people passing away. It could just be people deciding they don't want to be a part of your life anymore and they're done in that situation. Right. I think I had a really hard time with the fact that she had two kids that still needed her and she gave nothing mm-hmm. to them. Like, nothing. That made me just think that um, she clearly had other um, mental health mental issues. Health issues needed, depre- yeah, like, she must have she, depression, bipolar. Like, she clearly seemed very, bi- like, had, like, she had bipolar disorder. Um, because, you know, she'd be laughing and, and enjoying a minute the next. She clearly had agoraphobia. Like, she was not uh, going yep. outside. Um, and so she'd be laughing with Alicia or Aiden at one, at one moment. And then, um, we we both did that. (laughs) Um, and then the next she'd be completely screaming at one of them and telling them to shut up. It's too loud and blah, blah, blah. Um, so 
I don't know. It, I, I felt the same way about her. I was like, I just, I just don't like her very much. Right. And then with what happens with Aiden in the end, uh, it made me like her less. I was really sad about that. Um, I felt like Aiden and Alicia's relationship was pretty good. And I know that there's a lot of mention about the fact that he was very encouraging of her to continue going to school, continue pre-law, right. become a lawyer. I've already given up on myself. I just felt like he could have said to her, I'm going to go out for an extra night. Or let's push mom getting help or yes. something. As opposed to just killing himself, which I I don't know. It's so I, I know just, you can't ever understand it, and it's I want to get like I want to get like a little serious here right now because um I do I I did have a friend who who killed himself, and um I think this December it'll be three years, and um I have a lot of people in my life. My, this was my sister's best friend. Um, and I was close with him as well. And um, I have a lot of people in my life, my mom and my sister especially, who constantly talk about the fact that suicide is so selfish. It's such a selfish thing to do. How could they put us through this? How could they do this to us? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and every time they have this conversation with me involved, I try to interject how I don't think that it was selfish at all. Mm-mm. I think that he specifically could find no way out of this situation that he was in and he's tried and tried and tried and tried and tried for years and years and years. And, um, this was the way that he could finally find his own peace and be done. Yes. Unfortunately, he left behind family members, daughters, and, you know, and it's sad. It's horrible. I hate that it happened, but Knowing him as I did, I know that he wasn't doing it as a selfish person. And I could kind of see that in Aiden's story. Um, I I just think that sometimes they're, especially, clearly his family has depression issues. So clearly that... That stuff, kind of, that stuff runs yeah. in the family, yep. it, it, you know, and like the whole time she's talking about him, she constantly, Alicia is saying, you know, I wish we spent more time together. He leaves me these lists on, on post-its and, and there's one scene where she's going through each post-it, just ripping them off the wall, oh, trying God, to find, yeah. was there something that I should have caught yep. and I didn't catch. And I think a lot of the times they are, there's have, not. there's not because they put on such a good mask and show they're really trying hard to take care of their family like Aiden was. He's really trying hard to push his sister, his younger, very like much younger sister mm-hmm. to continue with school, to be happy, to go out with her friends. Let me deal with the mom stuff. Um, and uh, I think I think like, again, this is another one of those things you don't know what to do unless you're put in this situation. Right. And. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's really, it's really difficult. I found myself obviously when I realized that that was where this story was going. Um, obviously I cried a lot and, um, my, (laughs) I finished this on a night. Aiden was actually, this is one of those nights where I was together, but alone. You know what I mean? So Aiden was sitting in one chair and I was sitting in the other. John was at a softball game 
and um, I was crying and I'm sniffling and I come upstairs and John's like, are you getting, are you getting sick? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, are you okay? I was like, I read a book. I'm crying. Okay? Just leave me alone. <laughs> so, um, so this, I don't know. It was, it was, t- it was tough to read. It was hard to read. Um, obviously when I knew that was coming, I was just like, oh fuck, here we go. Yeah. Like this is, it's and- hard to feel like it's hard to read that they felt like that there was no option. Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked at Friendly's, I think the second time, uh, there was a kid there that worked with me um, who was in Jess's grade. And it was time for his junior prom. And I must have been, I was definitely in college. And he's like, I'm not going to the prom. And I was like, you're not going to the prom? He's like, no, I'm not going to the prom. I don't have a date. And I'm like, uh, I'll fucking go to the prom with you. And I was already dating Luke at the time. I was yeah. like, Luke, I'm going to the junior prom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Brendan. He needs a date. It'll be fun. I'll be home. Whatever. Um, and we had a blast. And then I don't remember how much longer after that it was, but he also killed himself. And I mean, I knew this kid. He was a cook at Friendly's. I remember he this was, happening. I remember this happening. And I, I didn't know his family. I didn't know anybody other than like this kid was adorable. He was super sweet. He was a wonderful worker. And I went to the funeral and the largest picture there was our prom picture and I fucking lost it. Yeah. Lost it. Like I know, I remember going with a couple of the other waitresses and I just, I, I, I still to this day, like, ugh. Yeah. He wasn't 18 even and just heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking that he felt he had no other options so many people feel like this. Right. And it's sad that we, as a society, half the society wants to do something about it and put mental yeah. health issues as a priority and the other half wants to blame them for gun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. Um, after, like, going back a little bit to something you said about the reading list in general and how you think that... Um, Nana had left them specifically per- for people. I like just now thinking about that prologue where it's Aiden who finds the list. I like now I'm like, what did she think about him? What did she see in him that she realized he needed this list? That was one thing that I wanted to happen throughout the entire book is that there was some connection besides with Mukesh and his family. Yeah. I wanted some connection with Nina in the library, whether it was Alicia randomly looked up the list to see who had looked up, who had taken out each of these right. books and came across the same name over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Or Aiden was just like, oh, I remember Mukesh's wife. Or yeah. I wanted that connection to happen in some way. And I, it, it never did, but I wanted it to. But it did through the list, just not written out right 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 it's just it's one of those things that like obviously you know in books it's you're you're typically supposed to make these connections it's not always just written out in fucking like you know listen i like it to be very blatant and obvious i know i know know. (laughs) but like this is what i love about talking with like talking with you about this stuff because sometimes i'll catch something or sometimes you'll catch Mm -hmm. something that i didn't think about and it's like Oh shit, like that kind of opens up a whole other door of possibility. Like just like that. Like I now I'm now I'm curious as to why Nana thought like 
Aiden needed clearly yeah. needed this list. Yeah. And did he read those books on the list? I mean, I think they kind of made it clear that he has read the books on the list because Alicia finds every the list time and- she's reading one of the books, he sees it and mentions it. Yes. Or they have, maybe not every single time, but he is happy that she's mm-hmm. now reading because he was into the library. And I don't. Yes. Do they tell us what he actually is doing? So I forget what they what she said that he wants to be, but he's honestly, he, I think he's working on it at a, in a warehouse on like a factory line. Okay, and like they talk briefly about the fact that he's getting promotions there. And I remember one section of the book where Alicia is like, "I don't want him to get a promotion there. I want him to do what he wants to do." Yeah. Like I don't, and and this is the this is the thing like with him is he felt he had so much. Um, um, responsibility for his family that he couldn't get the job that he wanted because he had to be there so his sister could do that while he took care of his mom. Well, his dad's over making a whole new family. Whole new just family. Being a this, fucking... like, and then he comes to the fucking funeral and like Over. even calls and like and like oh if you need it I'll stay with you if you need anything yeah. like fuck they don't no, not now need you. not now no where you been you yes. Where's your financial support, Ben? Yeah, Where's your like, emotional you. support, Ben? Where's Ugh. your bonding with your child? Your child? Your tequila. Um. Okay. So I want to go back to like I know that we're we're getting to the deep stuff, but I have got a couple more um flagged pages, and I want to um this when he's when they're talking. This is in the life of pie section of the book. Um. So Makesh is is finishing life of pie. And um, he said that, you know, he's uh, finishing the book and he's turning the last page and he's hoping for a lasting moment of silence so he could gather his thoughts, not wanting the book to end, but needing to know what Pi's journey meant. Was it real? Was it imagined? Um, that, again, just another... This is what I love about books about books and reading is, like, this is incredibly relatable. Like, we have talked several times about, like, book hangovers. Yeah, and just I need to think about Yes, that. and, like... I'm not ready to dive into how the next many, one yet. How many times have you finished a book before bed and couldn't fall asleep? Yeah. Because all you can do is think about where are these people now? What are they doing? You mean all the times that you stay up until the middle of fucking night trying to finish a book because Correct. you don't want to put because it down? you can't put it down. Yes. How many times <laughs> have I been up until three o'clock in the morning yep. doing just that? Mm-hmm. And then can't sleep afterwards. And like, I'm always like, I need to stop fucking doing this. <laughs> Or crying at the end of the book yep. and you're going to sleep like, my yep. pillow's all wet. Well, and then, and then you wake up the next day and your fucking eyes are like swollen and, you're and red. Ha- yes. <laughs> your nose is still stuffy. Yes. And you're like, yes. oh. Exactly. Yeah. That is literally the book hangover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also it made me want to read The Life of Pi and wonder if it actually is something that I, because I, I don't. I know the concept, obviously. I knew the concept beforehand is that it's a guy stuck on a lifeboat with a tiger. And I just can't, I cannot wrap my head around it. Yeah, you can't wrap your head around it because it's definitely like And supposedly it's like 270 days or something insane. It's like nearly a year. Like, how do you feed a tiger for 270 days on a boat? You don't. So that's, (laughs) that's that's where the whole metaphor comes in of, you know, he's, I think... I, again, have never read The Life of Pi, but I think what I understand is that it's literally just the struggle of him living with, like, all these, all this thing, all this stuff that can kill him for 275 days. I mean, I mean, just the fact that he, where does he get water? Now I need to read this book. How do you, where do you get water from? Should we put it at the end of the list? I think we have to. I think we have to put Life of Pi on the list, Or Rebecca, or both, or... 
Maybe not Rebecca, because it's just like Verity in my mind. Yes. Yeah, I think we've already done that one. So let's... let's Life of Pi. Th- yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Life of Pi. Um, yeah, I think we should. I really do. Um, okay, let me just see what this... So there's another quote on page 281. And this just honestly just goes back to like sharing books with people. And um, so this is when I believe that he had gotten Priya to kill a mockingbird. And he says... To himself, you know, this is not an outright quote, but um, he knew the world Priya was in right now. There was something magical in that and sharing world you have loved, allowing someone to see it through the same pair of spectacles you saw it through yourself. I fucking love that quote because that's exactly put into words how I feel when I'm giving a book to someone and saying, please read this. This one's for you. Yes. This one is for you. Yes. This one, not so much. Don't read this one. <laughs> this one's for that person. This one is definitely for you. What did you think about it? Mm-hmm. I I do that. I am the book lady at work. I give out, like, <laughs> especially all of our podcast books. Not, maybe not all of them, but the vast majority of our podcast books and our book club books. As soon as I'm done with one that I'm just like, I, I immediately, and I know we've talked about this, I'm immediately thinking of who I can give it to. Yep. And it just, yeah. Yeah. I just, like, it's one of those things that, like, it's cool to... Yeah, you share like re- regular life with people and people around you, but it's really cool, in my opinion, to share something that you're doing for fun and yeah. you're and you're. Um, I enjoyed this immensely, and I think that you will too. Mm-hmm. Like it just shows that kind of connection between two people in general. Yeah. Yep. Um, the the magic of books in and of itself, though, is that you then can picture all of it totally different. Absolutely. Characters. Cor- correct. How do yes. you picture we've discussed at book club who should cast the who should be cast as this? Yes. No, this person. No, 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 no. Yes. How about this person? No, that person's not this enough. No, yes. no, no, no. What about We have yeah. we most recently had a fight about Hotel this. Nantucket. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so my was last that about Hotel Nantucket that we were talking about? We it was during that. Oh, we were talking about who should have been cast in Fifty, 50 Shades of Grey with neither of neither of no. us have read. No. Because no thank you. I will never read that, that <laughs> trash. <laughs> and listen, we love our smut books. You know what though? I have a feeling we'd probably both fucking fly through those and be like, that was okay. Well, so yeah. Honestly, like the the fun, sexy part of it, yeah, absolutely. But I've literally like heard people read like a snippet of it and I'm just like, those are what? not the words I would use in that. <laughs> like, I mean, there's just some of them that are just like cringy as fuck. So that was just to me. I was like, yeah, I'm not ever reading this. Um, so I have my last flagged page and it was kind of like, you know, one of the last points I wanted to make on, on the book. Um, so right after Aiden has, has died and Alicia's back at the library because she just wants to be doing stuff and Makesh doesn't know about it basically. Um, and well, she does end up calling him and, you know, whatever. But um, I think it's it's really, I think it's difficult. It's clearly difficult for a 70-something-year-old man to relate to a 17-year-old girl. But again, they've both gone through this loss. Uh, and so this is where he comes into the, he comes into the library and he's trying to get her to talk about books again. And she's not engaging. She's disengaged. And 
She says, no, Mr. P, Alicia said sharply, I don't know. I've spent the whole summer living other people's lives. I forgot to live mine to look out for the real people people around me. And he's continuously trying to talk to her about the book. And he says, um, Alicia, Mukesh said softly, please try to remember that books aren't always an escape. Sometimes books teach us things. They show us the world. They don't hide it. Um, I fucking like, I, I think like through the, basically through this entire like last section, I was sobbing. Yeah. But that was one of the things that hit me the hardest because obviously, you know, you and I read constantly um, and it is partly to escape what we're dealing with at any certain time and, and just go into these fictional, fantastical worlds. But that was a way that I'd never really looked at it before. Um, we are learning. We're about, always learning. We're always learning Both about, about new the things world and, yes. and vocabulary the around it. and yes. how to relate to people. Yeah. And I think the most important part about that is that, yeah, she was reading and not living her actual life but she was connecting with her mom which she hasn't done in years yes. and that was huge yes and that's not something to be thought of lightly when the vast majority of the book she's describing it as aiden's the golden child and i'm just like the shit when like my mom touches me and i'm like oh my god she's yeah. is, did she mean to actually touch me because that right. hasn't happened in forever right. her hands on my knee mom laughed while i was talking to yeah. her like is wow that was a connection that we haven't made in a long yeah, time or so ever. she she was living her life it just involved books yes and and that's big yes agreed yeah um i think like we talked about this earlier. Um, yeah, in the beginning, I wasn't sure that I was going to like the book, but I certainly ended up loving it towards the end, like mm-hmm. enjoying what it was for or enjoying it for what it was. And um, and obviously being very sad. <laughs> yeah. So on the being sad thing, and I had this flagged and I should have read it when we were talking about it. Aiden suicide, but now I'm going to try to see if I can make you cry now. <laughs> oh, great. Um, page 313. I wanted to read out a poem written by Aiden when he was eight. Guy oh, said softly, shit. I'm going to make myself cry. Yeah. Real quick. I remember he gave it to me as a gift when I was having a rubbish day. He told me I needed it more than he did, and now I wanted to give it back to you all. Also, I wish I could read all of this in British. With a British accent. <laughs> Sometimes the sky is gray. Sometimes the day is gray, too. But behind every gray sky, there's always some blue. <laughs> Tequila. Anyways. No, I remember I, reading that and, and also, yeah. I was crying because it's got such, like, a child's innocence behind yes. it. Yep. But it's still really powerful. Yeah. And true. And true all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, the only thing that I will say about the book, I wish I did. I do wish that we got more of Aiden, but I understand why we did not. Yeah. Um, because again, the book was about loss and connecting through loss. And, but we also could have had in the same way that there was just a few chapters and sections with Indira and, um, for instance, that one section with the kid in the grocery store with the reading list. Mm-hmm. You could have, there could have been a couple with Aiden just to give that slight more bit of insight from him as opposed yeah. to just Alicia's perspective. 
Though I think that was intentional. I think that was intentional. I think we were, I think we, I think we weren't supposed, I think we weren't supposed to know him well enough. So it would be that much more of a shock when it, when it does happen. You know what I mean? Um, I love libraries and books. Yeah, yeah, me too. It did make me. It did make me want to like go to the library and just more sit often and read. And sit and read. I'm just like, oh, because I have my own special. I have my special chair in the in the living room that I sit in and read most I, of the time. Yep. And I'm um, like, oh, I wonder if I could find that same spot in a library, or if I would just be too distracted because I'm a people watcher too. Same, absolutely. So, which yeah. is why reading at soccer the other night, I only got thirty pages in, and I was there for an hour because as soon as somebody would walk by, I'd be like. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I on that note, yeah, I have nothing else to say about it. Neither do I, so I why don't we enjoyed it and need to stop crying. So why don't we go to our epilogue? Epilogue Epilogue <laughs> And you don't need to leave that in, you can take that out, Sam. <laughs> or leave it in. Um so I Honestly, don't remember what we're reading next time. <laughs> the Witcher, the oh, last we witch. Oh, we are. We are reading The Witcher. <laughs> producer yes. special. Yes. And oh, hey, Chris. It is a producer special. We so we added. are going to be joined by producer Chris. Dig in now. Ding. Yes. Join us, please. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we are going to be joined by producer Chris for that entire episode. We're going to chat with him about this book that he so loves. Um, the series that he loves. The series that he loves, yes, because it is a series of books. I'm actually planning on, and I, maybe I'll coordinate with this this with you. If we can both finish the book, um, I'd like to watch the first episode of the series. So maybe we can try to coordinate that. So put we it can, all together. Yeah, where we okay. can do that. And Has he watched it? I don't remember. The I think he that. said that he's okay. watched. He's watched the. There's two. There's two seasons of it so far. I think he said that he's he's caught up on it. Um, so I think it would just be fun just to kind of see the world before we chat about it. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll do that. We'll obviously have a cocktail. Um, I don't know. He's going to have to pick it. He's going to have to pick it. And we're not doing any kind of number bullshit to try to pick his cocktail. So pick your own damn cocktail. Pick your own cocktail and it better not fucking be scotch and water. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, guys, you can find us on our social media platforms. Um, we are on Twitter and we are on Instagram and TikTok. We are on TikTok now too. All of those things at to be read uh, pod. pod. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, we haven't done this in a long time. That's T W O B E R E A D at P O D. Oh, the tequila. I'm feeling tequila. Yeah, right I mean, now. we I'm had double tequila. Yeah. So um, find us there. Follow us on Spotify and and Apple Podcasts. Why can't oh I talk God. right now? Holy shit. I'm sorry. And One uh, tequila, two tequila, three tequila. Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Or uh, send us your email. Yes. And that is at tobereadpodcast at gmail.com. Um, rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Give us your thoughts and feelings. Tell us some books you want us to read. Give us some comments on these books that you have made. Tell us read. you love us crying. Tell yes. us you hate us crying. Exactly. <laughs> Don't tell us you hate our voices because we're women and this is how we fucking talk. So shut I up. I love our voices. Me too. Fuck off. Everybody who doesn't think so. Um. Anyway. They stopped listening after the intro. Probably. <laughs> the <trailer>. <laughs> fucking <laughs> bitches. Anyway, guys, please join us next time. When we make your to-be red pile one book shorter. See you later. Bye. <laughs> to Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willie. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turrell. 
Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Moffat.